The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. It's just lap cars, you know. I mean, uh, it's a shame we got put in that position on that last restart, you know. Um, but that's, you know, the way the caution fell. Man, I, I could taste that one. It was, uh, I, I really wanted that first Atlanta win. Just, you know, the 17 road there in front of us forever and ever running the bottom. And I kept telling him I needed the bottom. And these cars are just so bad in dirty air that uh, he was holding me up really bad. You know, once he, once I got around him, I, I drove, you know, got to the two car in two laps. I just needed one more. So, unfortunate we, uh, we had a great car. And uh, like I said, the guys did a great job. So, just uh, a little upset. We, we had the best car. We probably should have won that one. Welcome to episode 97 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Tuesday, February 26, 2019. I'm your host, Eric Young. I'm jo- I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, how's it going? Boo-hoo, Martin Truex <laughs> Jr. Boo-hoo, man. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you started. So I texted you earlier today, and I said, I think I got something for Truex. <laughs> and there's the audio. Just a ton. So just a little behind the scenes look at the podcast. Eric will what Eric will do is he'll tempt he'll tempt me <laughs> with uh with stuff that he knows will get me going at the intro. So of course. Pay close attention to that moving forward. I like to get James riled up right before the before we go, before we start recording. So no, that's how to bring the best out of me. You're a great coach. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I do. Um yeah, so uh Truex was the best car all day. He led four laps at four Atlanta. Laps. So he was the best car of the day that wasn't a Ford, maybe, but maybe then you've got Kyle Larson. So. Yeah, Kyle Larson led 142. So he was probably the seventh best car today or <laughs> Sunday. Right. Yeah, ah, let's ah, see. I, Who led laps? Who led more laps so, than Martin Truex Jr.? So Kyle Larson had, led 142. Uh, let me switch my the, column here. He had the best car, but he couldn't get past a lap, couldn't get past lap traffic. Okay. 142 laps for Kyle Larson. Kevin Harvick led 45. Ryan Blaney led 41. Eric Almirola led 36. Brad Keselowski led 33. Joey Logano led 22. Martin Truex Jr. led four. I mean, I just don't like that that guy. He always he always gets me going with his with his crabbiness after the race. Well, what's up with him lately? Like he he was usually pretty laid back and didn't really say a whole lot, and he's been grumpy the last two years. Got a little Menard in him. Got a little <laughs> bit of Menard in him with whining. I mean. Great driver, great team. Great he's a champion, team. though. I mean. Champion, I know. I know. <laughs> he's not. You can't compare him to Menard. Well, he's just a little whiny. Come on, man. Just a little whiny. <laughs> I hope that's where we start. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'll fire. <laughs> so, so we're talking about the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 from Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. Uh, first kind of sort of look at our new aero package for this year really not at all a look at the aero package look at the engine package i guess uh for this season but uh um i guess we'll start out where we always seem to not start out with brad keselowski getting the win uh overcomes uh some flu symptoms all well overcomes the flu from the week and they they made a wonderful um comment on the pre-show as they were doing the the victor or the the pit road interviews before they went green 
uh, I think it was Vince Welsh made a comment that the that coming from both ends has a different meaning for Brad Keselowski this weekend. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I must have missed that. Good job, Fox. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. That goes right there with Michael's Gridwalk. <laughs> yeah. I have not watched a Gridwalk yet this season. I've for- Michael's Gridwalk makes, is, is a both ends uh, <laughs> pun. So Keselowski was a little sick this weekend, didn't get in the car much. And uh, as frequently happens with guys that are sick or under the weather or overcoming some sort of obstacle, he gets the win. Kind of kind of out of nowhere at the end of the race. I mean, it was it was one of those races where – you really didn't know who was strong until the end. And I, and I think we'll talk about it a little bit, whether that was, whether that was cars changing, whether that was people caught off guard by the weather or whether that was this package and the fact that you couldn't pass when you were back in the pack. Cause you had Kyle Larson who was strong all day. And as soon as he got in the back, he couldn't move. Right. So, um, and Larson ends up finishing 12th on the day after yep. leading 142 laps. So, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's anything really to talk about there. We obviously this, we, we caught a glimpse of what we're going to see this year, but we really didn't. And I think yeah. that it's way too early to yeah, make we don't, any determinations from this. Yeah. We don't want to judge, um, anything on this, you know, it's, it, it was cool to get a little bit of a glimpse and, and you can tell the difference in racing just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but th- this Atlanta race was not as good as. Oh, you know, past Atlanta races, we've had some really good ones. I don't know, man. Um, I really like this race. I thought it was a good race. Yeah, but it's not. And I'm a guy that likes cautions and crashes, and there was yeah. none of that this weekend. I just didn't feel like it was that competitive of a race. I mean, Kyle Larson was pretty much running away with it with clean air, but it, it did get nice and mixed up at the end, which it was certainly competitive I mean, I, behind the leader. Yeah, it just it looked like it looked like a 2018 race, really. You know, for the yeah. most part, other than some of the, you know, the, the back of the pack was definitely a little closer together visually. Right. Um, I know Nick, Nick Bromberg was out there showing lap times and distances and stuff, and <laughs> it wasn't really that different. But right. um, but it uh, I mean, yeah, you could tell. I mean, you, you could if you've watched enough NASCAR races like we have, you know, you could see it. You could see there was some different stuff going on. But this this is nothing compared to what we're going to see this week. This week is really the first yeah the first test here at Las Vegas. So um, the momentum but, was definitely different. You could see when people lost momentum and it ma- it had an effect yes. and it, it made for some interesting runs made for some passes that you wouldn't normally see. Um, restarts were very good. Very good. Oh, the restarts were awesome. Yeah. If they, if they could have kept racing like that, you know, for, yeah, you know, maybe three times as long as they were, because it would it really would last about three to five. Uh, laps. Atlanta, that, that surface is so rough. I almost wish they would have run, um, the, the full horsepower again at Atlanta, just because that track is so different. There's so, you know, the, the, the abuse, the tires take, um, you know, we don't really run on worn out surfaces anymore. Right. Atlanta is one of the last ones standing. So, um, it, it looked cool. Uh, but I don't know. I, I was, I went back after the race and I was kind of watching some old highlights from Atlanta races on YouTube. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to take a full race and compare it to chunks of really good racing. Right. Uh, but to me, the chunks of good racing that I watched, um, you know, Kane and Kenseth a couple of years ago was a really good battle. Um, I watched some, some clips of the old twisted sister days back in 04 and 05, some really good battles, you know, that's not a fair comparison though. No, that's, that's that's what I'm saying. We're not going to get that back. No, that's not coming back. 
So we're what we're trying to do is recreate some of that um, with some of these rules. But Atlanta is just too different, I think, right now. Yeah. Uh, for us to fully and and I don't want NASCAR social media to be killing killing this stuff just yet. I, I don't want to jump to conclusions either. So right. Uh, we're just going to wait another week. I and felt then more. Week <laughs> I felt more entertained by a, what would normally be a boring race than normal, and maybe it was just. The newness of it, perhaps. Maybe I don't know. It, it just it seemed different to me, and I, and I was talking to a couple other people, and they felt it felt a little different too. So, yeah. well, um, you know what I I didn't. Is, let's put it this way: it wasn't worse. Right, right. So, and you know what I noticed too is is the smaller teams had a little bit of a presence in the yep. top ten, a little bit more. It didn't end up that way. Finishing, you know, Chris Busher got a top ten out of it, um, but early on in the race, like. Stenhouse and Newman were like a force in the top 10. Those guys were up there. Yeah, well, Stenhouse played um, a factor in the end, too. I mean, he did play a factor in the end. It wouldn't have been for him. Truex would have won that race. He sure certainly would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, just ask Martin. He'll tell you all about it. So, um, that's but, a, go ahead. You no, know, I was just going to say, I mean, it, but the race really played out at the end of the day, you know, the, like we've been saying, the cream will rise and yep. the Fords, the Fords are just super fast again. You know, even even with reduced horsepower, the the Fords are finding a way. We thought maybe the new nose would take away from them a little bit, but it doesn't seem to be the case so far. Yeah, um, we we've talked about the Truex thing already. I don't know if there's a whole lot to add there. No, we're good. Does does he have does he have a legit complaint about Stenhouse holding him up? I mean, no man, just race. But Stenhouse isn't racing for a position at that point. There's as far as I know, as far as I recall, there wasn't anybody that Stenhouse was yeah, but specifically racing. Right, but at, but we have this new rules package, right? Right. And he's fighting to stay on the lead lap because if he gets a late caution, he gets four fresh tires. Right, but Truex wasn't leading. Truex was second. Right. No, I agree. I agree, but usually, yeah, usually you would pull over and let the guys race. But Ricky Stenhouse, remember, he wasn't Ricky Stenhouse the first year of the stage racing where we went, oh, stage racing's really cool because remember he battled Kyle Busch yep. super hard. It's not it's not out of Ricky Stenhouse's nature to battle hard for position. Right. He wanted it's, to stay up there as long as he could. It's also not out of Ricky Stenhouse's nature to make a bonehead move. Well, but I, I don't I, I agree. I, I don't I don't feel this was that. I think I I mean, I'm telling you, you know, Mark Martin used to complain about it back in the day. And mm-hmm. I think there's a Tony Stewart quote out there. Oh yeah, Tony would have been mad about this. They're too. racing. <laughs> and he's racing. And sure he's not racing for position, but he's racing. Yep. It's the end of the race. Yeah, race how you want to be raced. And I don't Ricky want Stenhouse, people to pull over. Right, and and Ricky Stenhouse, if he's ever in this position, I, he better not complain about right. somebody racing him hard. Exactly. I, it's I, I'm okay with racing hard, even if you are going a lap down. Yeah. Because with this rules package, like I said, he gets a late restart. He gets a run. He could turn this 18th place finish into an easy top 10. Right. You know, if he if he if the break goes his way, so he's got to go as hard as he can for every little thing it's it's worth. Yep. Yep, I agree. I, I I don't think there. I don't think you did anything wrong there. So, it was fine. Um, winners and losers on the day. Anybody really stick out to you? You mentioned Chris Busher gets a ninth place finish. Yeah, that was big nice. Deal for him. Yeah, that was a nice finish for him. Um, the Stuart Haas team again. Yeah. All the Fords were fast, but Stuart Haas. I think they took up uh, four spots in the top ten again. So looks like they're continuing their momentum from last year. How about Ryan Priest? Ryan Priest had a good day until. Well, yeah, I was going to talk about that really quick. So the guy makes the greatest, uh, does the greatest like speed through driving of a crash last week at Daytona and then crashes on pit road. 
See you next week. So here's the deal. First of all, you can obviously tell from the helmet cam that he's looking at his tack as he's pulling off. He's not looking out the window. But BJ McCloud gets in a second pit road accident in a in a row because he crashed on pit road at Daytona, and he like he wasn't <laughs> anywhere near his pit stall. Like, what was he doing where he was? BJ McCloud. There should be a BJ McCloud rule where he and a handful of his cohorts <laughs> should only be allowed to pit by themselves. Right. Don't come in with the leaders <laughs> ever. Cody Ware, you're in that. You're on that list. <laughs> Corey LaJoy, <laughs> you guys got to pit. Got to pit by yourselves. Speaking of pit uh, struggles, what about the uh, Joey Logano, uh, Alex Bowman, Martin Truex Jr. issue earlier in the day with their pit stalls? That, yeah, that was pretty interesting too. Just kind of the way they were pitted and the way that they that they were coming down pit road, the positions they were running on the track kept ending up with somebody getting stuck on pit road. Yeah, it was like I, if I was Joe Logano, I would have lost it. He, <laughs> I, I felt like he kept getting the short end of the stick all day. Yeah. It was really weird. What about uh, – wasn't it Chris Busher's gas man? Yeah. That got hit? Yeah. And was trying to walk it off a broken leg yeah. in a torn ACL? That's crazy. Tough. Tough dude. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yep. So. All right. Uh Anybody else that we want to single out here? I think that um, I'm looking at bad days and Hendrick Motorsports uh, overall was really bad. Chase Elliott, John, Johnson's 24th. Chase was yeah, Jimmy was just in his own way all day. It was one of those really yep. bad Jimmy Johnson days. Bowman was bad. Well, 15th isn't too bad. He's doing a lead lap for a while. Uh, Joey yeah, Logano knows that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, was, he wasn't really up there. Uh, yeah, the Hendrick cars weren't uh, weren't heard from. Um, Man, yeah, as far as bad days, I, I think a lot of the guys, like Brian Blaney ended up 22nd. I don't know how that happened. He was yeah. doing really well, and like Logano was back there too. Well, I know there was screwy um, stuff with the last pit stop that ended up with yeah, just the shuffled. weirdest lineup ever. And yeah. yes, people got shuffled around, and, and it was really screwy, and I don't know how much of that had an effect. Um, I, I mean, Larson comes comes back for a 12th yeah, place finish, got, but. I think we got to call that a bad day because he should have oh, won. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was on top of it and, and ends up. You know, I I tell you what, 10. if if this if the package moving forward is and then it's going to be different, but if he if he's got a little bit of a grasp on this thing, that could be pretty dangerous for yeah. for the rest of the field because he looked like he was able to make a few moves to get to the front. When he was up front, he was untouchable. Right, and that's that's the thing. Like that's I expect that to happen. I expect there to be a, a team or two that gets a hold of yeah. this thing and, well, his and pulls was out. Good too. Yeah, you know, um, Kurt Busch finished third and yep. he was making a ton of he was be super aggressive mm -hmm. yes he was it really stood out to me how hard he's driving trying i think he's got something to prove this year he could be uh if chip ganassi's hitting on it he could be dangerous too kurt's one of those guys that just seems to be able to go to a different team and do well something yeah, he's that a like, lot of people struggle with yeah it's like he's driving angry or something yeah or it brings the best out of him i don't know right it's weird he's always done well the first couple of races into his new uh his new ventures yeah all right. Yeah, I think that pretty much uh, covers yeah. Atlanta. We can stick that in the old rearview mirror and move on. Uh, right on. Well, before we do that, let's talk about the truck series because I did, I will admit I didn't watch any of the truck series race. I only watched a very small part of the Xfinity race. But on uh, on Saturday, Kyle Busch sets a record, becomes the winningest driver in the truck series, uh, over or passes over uh, um, Ron Hornaday for that title. Yep. Um, this is our do we care topic this week, and I already know the answer to this question. 
Do we care, James? <laughs> yes, from you. I know. I know how you feel. Uh, I think I might surprise you. I okay. think it's. I think we should care. It's an achievement. Yeah, it's pretty it cool. is. It is an achievement. Specifically talking about the truck series. Yeah. Um, it's an achievement as far as Kyle Busch's overall resume. Um, it's. I mean, he's inching closer to that 200 number, but, you know, I don't. Know. I, I do care. I think it's. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's it's a I'm big okay. deal. And yeah. anytime somebody hits that mark, and I mean, you know, we talked about. Kyle doing it in the Xfinity. You know, the, actually, the thing that surprised me the most is that he wasn't already here. Um, I thought he was, had already achieved the record, so it's it's interesting. So, so he owns the record in the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series, correct? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. and last week, uh, oh, those are the only two records he could actually achieve because nobody's touching that two hundred in in the Cup Series. You so, no man, he could go on a run. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I I said last week he's the greatest driver in the history of the truck series. Oh yeah. And he's he's never finished in the top ten in points. <laughs> so, um, but I think if he was, you know, if he were to run full, it's like uh, David Pearson, you know, if he yeah. were to ever run full seasons in the trucks, there'd be no doubt. So. Yeah, yeah he's definitely uh, the best driver in the truck series, and that could be dangerous this year, in the Cup yeah, series that, because yeah, that's what we've been talking about. A lot of those drivers are saying, I forget who it was. I think it was. Who the heck was it I just heard on Sirius the other day talking about it? I don't remember now, but they were talking about that they really feel it's going to be a lot like the truck series. So, can you believe that Kyle Busch has 17 different seasons of racing in the tra- in the uh, Gander Outdoors Truck Series? That's crazy. And he's got se- I mean, he's got 17 years of Cup too, but just crazy to me. And and that he's been around that long. Yeah, that's crazy. He's going to have 40 seasons. He, by the time he's done, he'll probably have like 40 seasons worth of no races. Kidding. I mean, gosh, unless got, he hangs like it up got, early, but well, he's got such a long way to go. He's only 34, right? Probably not even. I think he's 33 going on 34. Yeah, but I could see someone like Kyle going out at 40. Maybe you know. he's going to be winning for a long time. Yeah, like Kevin Harvick, like you would have thought, like maybe Kevin Harvick would have been one of those guys to retire, but he doesn't want to retire. He's winning races. It's true. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. It's it'll be. It. it I mean, there's. There's more, uh, definitely more history to be written with Kyle Busch for sure. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not done by any means. He's mm-hmm. got a long way to go. Yep, I think uh, this truck number probably won't get as high as it would if he was allowed to and chose to run more races in the truck series. Yeah, there was there was a stretch there in 09, 09 10, 11 where he went seven, eight, and six for yeah. wins, and he then that was half of his schedule. So he was winning half of his trucks races at that time. That's crazy. <laughs> She, I mean, what yeah. is his winning percentage? Do they give that? Well, he's on, fifty. Percentage? Yeah, he's fifty-two of one forty-six. So if you can do math off the top, yeah, <laughs> do math on top. I mean, he's got one hundred and fifteen top ten finishes and ninety-four top fives. So um, his career average finish is seven. So he's always in the top ten when he's running a truck. That's crazy. Yeah. Same thing. Well, I mean, his Xfinity stats are just as gaudy. So I mean, thirty thirty-six percent of his races he's won. Yeah. And in how about Xfinity? He's ninety-two for three forty-five. He's got an average finish of nine and an average start of seven point five. Twenty-seven percent so in the Xfinity series. I mean, yeah. So that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So every four races, every four races in the Xfinity series, he's winning, and it's even better in the Truck series. Love that's him great. or hate him, he is talented. For yeah. sure. He puts those numbers up and yep. he's running it and he's running fast trucks. You know? Yeah. And uh, those trucks are good. He's as a, as an owner, I think it's even more impressive what the, the equipment he puts out there. He's able to 
build on some partnerships with Toyota and he's got some good backers and he keeps those trucks running well. Let's talk about that since you mentioned it. We'll jump around a little bit here in the notes. So I stumbled across a story, I think on Reddit, um, but it was uh, motorsport.com, Jim Utter, and uh, Kyle talking about uh, his team and, and specifically Todd Gilliland and his performance in the truck series. Um, kind of calling Todd out a little bit in this story. So uh, he's got a quote in here. They, they, in the, in the, the link is in the show notes if you want to check out the story. Um, but uh, he says they, they want to make it and they want to be, be a star in the sport, but they, they better perform in the KBM stuff because if you don't, sorry, man, there's not much left for you. Um, he, uh, That's right. I mean, really, uh, he says we debrief, and go, we debrief and go over film and look at things all the time. I don't know how many times last year we were in meetings and I was just yelling at them about let's go. Our stuff is not that slow. You got to get up on top of the wheel and make it happen. Um, he says, obviously, we proved that here at Atlanta. Harrison Burton did a good job as well. Uh, one of his first starts in the, on a one-and-a-half-mile track. Um, he says, as far as Todd, he says, we've, we certainly have to work with him and continue to bring him up and ha- get him filled in on what it takes to be fast at these places. We'll hopefully be able to get him in, place, get him places because, you know, his career is on the line. Uh, you, don't need, you don't get very many chances at this, and I'm sure we'll hopefully be able to get him going better. So, um, yeah, <laughs> kind of. If you're, you're Todd Gill and you read that story, you're like, ooh. I mean, yeah, career on the line is really. I think Todd already knew. I mean, Todd knows there's pressure to win. And, and he certainly had some chances and, and not been able to, to seal the deal. Um, but, yeah, Kyle uh, not mincing words in this article for sure. Well, for the season so far, Todd and Todd Gillen and Harrison Burton are virtually identical as far as average finish, you know, right. <laughs> And and top they each have a top ten to their credit, so it's not like he's doing much different than Harrison at this point. Um, did how many races did Harrison race? He raced a little bit last year too, didn't he? I think yeah he yeah so. he ran eight races last year. He had six top tens, uh, no wins. So um, yeah, these guys are. I mean, they're just you know Todd's just a baby still. I don't want to harp on Kyle too bad. You and I you and I talked about this a little bit before the podcast, right? Um, I, I just, I think it's a little early to be, um, giving him too much of a hard time. Don't you think? Or, I mean, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say because I, I mean, Kyle's proven and other people have proven in Kyle's equipment that his stuff's good and yeah. you should be able to win in, in it. Um, and, and I mean, you look at last season for, for Todd, he didn't run the full season cause he wasn't old enough at the beginning of the year. But yep, 27 starts overall in in three different seasons. Yeah. Um, four top fives last season, nine top tens out of, out of 19 races. I mean, I guess less than, you know, less than half of the races he's, he's finishing in the top 10. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you expect more out of that if you're Kyle. No, Bush. Not, yeah. And he's not consistently in the seat, seat uh, week to week either. You know, he's, right. he's, you know, it's, it's a little bit different too. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I mean, let's put it this way. There's a lot of guys in the pipeline. There's a lot of guys in the Toyota development that Kyle can stick in those trucks. Yeah. So Kyle wants to see Kyle wants to see top fives and wins out of those trucks. And and, if he's not going to get it, then there's somebody else who can do it. Sure. Absolutely. I I agree with you there. I I think too, there, there was an old saying, um, like, uh, Michael Jordan had said this one time that he could never be a coach because he would look at a player and think, why can't you do what I can do right. when Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time? Nobody can do what you can do, Michael. Right. Right. Kyle Busch, as we said, is the greatest driver in the truck series has, has ever seen. Yep. 
best equipment or not best equipment, nobody can replicate what Kyle Busch can do. So I think maybe that's where Kyle Busch maybe has some of that frustration. He's like, man, I've given you this equipment. How come you're not winning? Well, and it's one of those things like, too. Well, like, you're not Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is one of the best drivers we've ever we've ever had. Right. Um. And just, I don't know. I mean, it's. It's one of those things that I think if you're someone like Todd Gilliland, you know, it's a great opportunity to go run in KBM equipment, but at the same time, it can be a curse because if you don't perform in that equipment, it looks really, really right. bad and it's going to taint your career because yeah. of it. I mean, you look at people like, you know, Ryan Priest last year running the Joe Gibbs car. If he would have went up there and spent that money and ran those races in, Joe, in a Joe Gibbs car and finished 20th every time and just not done anything, his career yeah. is done. He's over yeah. with. Yeah, look at Jeffrey Earnhardt right now. He's yep. out there. He's running pretty well in yeah. Joe Gibbs' equipment on limited schedule. So he's trying to make the bed, but he's not winning. He's right. making the best of what he. I think Kyle looks at who's come from his stable as well. Yeah, you know William Byron, Christopher Bell, like these are next generation talents. They may not even be the standard to measure somebody up against because these guys look like they could be, you know, the next generation of all time greats. Our our Johnsons, our you know our Kyle Bushes. So. Well, and look at someone it, like Bubba Wallace, who essentially lost his ride with KBM, and he yeah. won a couple of races. He was so, winning, yeah, yeah, he won quite a bit, won a lot. Yeah, so I, I mean, I I see it. I can I can understand. Let's put it this way: if, if Gillen doesn't get some wins this year, it's it's over for him as far as KBM. There's no way. Yeah, he's going to find another ride. Path. Yeah, yeah, he has to find another. Path. Yeah, yeah, and in in the Toyota line is it, the the line below KBM is is deep, but the the room above it is really, really slim. And so yeah. they want to get these pipeline. guys in there that they can throw in there. And, yeah. you know, so I get it. It's, I, a, it's a deep pipeline. And yeah, you're right. There's guys coming behind him and they're, they are talented because yep. Toyota doesn't want to miss out on Larson again. And they've got, uh, they've got their stable stocked. Yep. It's, it's harsh and it's probably maybe not the best place to do it in a, in a news article, yeah. but Hey, it, I yeah. mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not anything that Kyle hasn't told Todd. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, and his dad. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna bounce around a little bit here. We'll stick with the truck series real quick. Uh, Chad Finley racing, uh, had some unfortunate, unfortunate events occur at Atlanta motor speedway this weekend. Uh, Chad, not as well known in the truck series, but, uh, we know him cause he's a local racer here in Michigan and he, uh, he runs out at the local track that I, uh, work as race director at Tri-City motor speedway occasionally on uh, the late model series. So, I'm a follower of Chad. I've been kind of cheering him on as he's he's worked to, in the Arca series and the truck series, trying to get a get a chance to to get there. Um, so they were sent the wrong direction by officials at Atlanta, leaving the speedway. They were sent through the wrong tunnel, and the truck hit the top of the tunnel. It crashed in the front of the hauler, and also damaged their primary truck for uh, Las Vegas. They were planning on going there this weekend and racing in the truck series, but they have decided to pull out of that race and repair the equipment so they can continue on later on. So uh, kind of a bummer for them for sure. Yeah. Somebody better be footing the bill for yeah. him on that one. Yeah. I would hope that Atlanta would That's a bummer. Where, chip in where a little does, bit. Where does Chad, where's his race shop out of? Is he like right by us out here? I knew he was in Michigan. I just, I didn't know he was as I, close. I, I knew he ran tri city, but I, didn't know I he don't was know close. because I mean, that's the thing with these guys. Like he might race at tri city. He doesn't race at tri city all the time. I yeah, see him because at, he's got a super and he run, he runs all over the place. Yeah. Probably, I mean, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know for spe specifically. He's actually from Michigan to be honest. Yeah. Um, I just know he's from the Midwest and so he races around here, but these guys, I mean, traveling, you know, three, 400 miles for a race one night is not a big deal for these guys that race the late yeah. models and stuff. So, right. 
um, yeah, I guess I don't really have the answer to that question. Oh, yet. that's fine. I was just curious. I was, I, you know, I, I, you know, you and I had talked about him a little bit a couple of weeks ago, actually, you, you had brought him up too. Yeah. Um, and, and I saw his name in the news and I'm like, oh man, that's a bummer. Cause you want to root for the guys, you know, he's kind of making the, trying the Keselowski route, um, you know, trying to do it himself a little bit. And, and he looks like he's making some gains, you know, I was looking at his racing reference and he's definitely getting the starts there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of that's kind of a bummer. But I don't think he's running the full season anyway, so no. it's not going to affect him in the long run. But, um, but yeah, hopefully he gets back out there soon. You know, that's just a really weird story. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find. It looks like a, he's got several wins in Michigan, but I don't really know. It doesn't say on the yeah. Site, well, these guys in the Midwest they run all over the place. Like you said, they you know we've got a guy up here near us that we both know who drives to Eldora every week. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, let's see. Trying to find if I can find anything else, but I'm not going to find it. So, all right. Uh, on that note, let's talk. Let's go back to the Cup Series. And uh, James, you clued me in on this one. Uh, so, yeah. Kyle Larson was on NASCAR America with Rick Allen and doing an interview and, and talking about Atlanta and the season and the package and all this stuff. And kind of was asked about what he thought of the aero package at. Um, at Atlanta and how he felt being essentially the top Chevy guy right now. And uh, I'll just play the audio and you guys can listen to it. We'll talk about it afterwards. But uh, he has a couple interesting things to say about Hendrick. So here you go. I don't know. You know, it's hard to, like I said, Atlanta is so different than every track that we'll, we're going to go to the rest of the year that you can't you can't jump to conclusions, I think, off of, off of one week, you know. So um, and I feel like Hendrick just – plays games in a way with NASCAR and and I feel like they always start the year off kind of bad to like show NASCAR that they're being nice and cooperating and following the rules and stuff and then it gets a couple months in and then they start cheating uh, <laughs> and uh, finding some speed so um, I, I don't know but it, it was it was satisfying and it, it's been satisfying the last few years to be considered you're the top Chevy team you know I think that's something that this race shop prides itself on um, but we don't want to just be the best Chevy team we want to be the best team out there so he was laughing when he said it but basically accuses him well i mean he accuses hendrick motorsports of cheating (laughs) (laughs) what do you think about that yeah you know when you read it on print it sounds a a little bit more um uh, incendiary yeah that's the right (laughs) word um but he's definitely joking around a little bit i don't think hendrick's gonna be too mad about those comments if they hear that audio but it is kind of funny that he mentions that though. I, <laughs> especially with a, a fellow Chevy stable, I don't feel like you see. Well, not only uh, a fellow Chevy stable. Where does he get his engines from? Well, I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's weird that he said that. I, you know, you don't hear the Ford teams talking like that about each other. Right. You know, it's. Uh, I just that's the honesty of Kyle Larson. Yeah, he's been. He's been He'll uh, be doing kicking himself while. later this week for saying that. He's going to get questions all this weekend. He's going to get mad at Media Day. Yep. Uh, you know. He'll, he'll be asked about it at, at Vegas and he will be so annoyed and he will make another comment about how he's not going to talk to the media anymore because uh, people take his stuff the wrong way. But yeah, well, he says it sometimes. Yeah, there were there were some people hating on him on social media, which, of course, that's what people do on social media. But of course, they always do. There were some people hating on him about it. But I, I like Honest Kyle. I, I really hope we keep well, Honest Kyle. I, I love. Yeah, I love Honest <laughs> Kyle. And I think, you know, I think this week what we saw this week at Atlanta was some of these teams didn't honest to God, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. They didn't know what to bring. 
And like I still I, think we're we're going to see that. We're going to see that for the first yeah. quarter of the season at least. Well, Richard Childress Racing brought super speedway cars yeah. yep. and ran really fast qualifying and, and solo times and then got in the race and, and got in practice. The cars wouldn't go. Yep. So, you know, they're trying stuff early. Yeah, so. the, the best thing that you can have in NASCAR is teams being on their toes. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, if you could, if, if they could afford to do it, if they could just throw these guys a new aero package every single year, like change it drastically every single year, it'd be the greatest thing for us because yeah. everybody would be on their toes. They'd all be searching. I mean, that's why yeah. I honestly believe that's why we saw such great racing at the Roval. I don't think we'll, I mean, I'm not saying the racing will be bad there, but we're not going to see the same thing we saw at the Roval yeah. again. Yeah. And, and that's, we're going to see it at Vegas this weekend. We're going to see racing we've never seen before. And by the time we get, you know, halfway through the season, it's not going to be like that anymore because these guys are going to have it figured out. They're going to have notebooks on it, but right now there's nothing. Yep. And so they're, they're throwing everything at it to see what happens. And it's just like the best example I can think of James is the tandem racing. Yeah. If you go back and look at history, you look how races were won the three years, two, three years before the tandem racing became a thing in 2011 there, it was there. There were glimpses of it. Right. But they didn't know what was happening. It was, it was they a didn't surprise. Realize exactly. And yeah. then as they figured out, it developed into what it became. And that's what we're going to have here. I mean, it's the same thing with the, with the current restrictor plate package where, you know, they, they had to learn it since that tandem. And now they've learned that, Hey, nothing's going to happen. We just ride around in a single file line and race at the end, you know? And so right. it's, uh, it's the evolution of it's going to be interesting. I heard I was listening to Jeff Gluck's podcast this week and and he was talking with uh, Kelly Crandall. And I think they had great points that, you know, we saw stuff this weekend that is going to mean something. Yeah. But we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. We're going to look ex- back 10, 15 races from now. And we're going to go, oh, that makes a lot more sense yeah. now. But yeah. we don't realize it yet. I am super excited for Talladega because yeah. I just think it's going to be like Larson was bringing it back around to Larson. Like he was saying they had to slow him down at the test at Daytona. Mm-hmm. So these crew chiefs are already there. You know, NASCAR is going to be playing with rules again yep. before we even get there. So I think it's going to be fantastic. So I was wondering I'm if they were going to be races. too quick the way they are. Yeah. At yeah. Larson like... said they had to put a bigger spoiler on them. They yeah. were, they were really flying. So oh, um, how nice was it to see that big spoiler on the cars again? Yeah, those cars look bad. So they look awesome. Like not not as like awful bad. They look right. BA bad. Yes. Yeah. The I mean, I'm sorry, but race cars should have a big spoiler. It's just yeah. how it is. Not a wing, a spoiler. No, right, exactly. Don't put the wings back on these <laughs> let's, things. Let's make that clear. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that's it for the news. There's really not a whole lot else to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we've been quiet so far. Well, we you know couple weird things we're recording earlier in the week and uh I, there was still daylight when we started this <laughs> yeah, thing another weird thing for us. yeah so is it dark now I, my windows are all closed i, I think it's dark now yeah it's dark now. we're good <laughs> all right so we go to las vegas motor speedway this weekend we finally get to see the aero package we've been talking about for feels like forever now um we get to see the official air ducts all that stuff um it's the pennzoil 400 las vegas motor speedway this weekend and I don't know who's supposed to have the first pick this week. Is it you or is it me now? I think it's back to me, isn't it? I think it's back to you. I'm going to let you go first. All right. Um, yeah, because I don't have a freaking clue. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go. I'm just going to say, okay, my, the way I, here's my reasoning for my choice. Um, a competitiveness in the truck series. It's his home track. He always wants to run well here. 
and he did uh, looked great at Las Vegas in the test. I'm going Kyle Busch for the win. I know uh, it's cheating okay. a little bit, but I'm going Kyle Busch. That's right. You got the first pick. So, yeah. um, well, I tell you what, I liked what I saw from a Chip Ganassi racing driver. And to mimic your Las Vegas homeboy <laughs> pick, I'm going to go opposite of you just for fun. I want Kurt Busch. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. That's he does good. not have a win here, so he could be due. Yeah. All right. Uh, but he has run quite a bit. He uh, His stats are not overwhelming here, but not terrible. So he's kind of like a, a little bit better than middle of the road. So we're I'm going a little bit on a limb with Kurt, but we'll see. All right. Uh, Dark Horse, who you got? Man, I think this one's a lot tougher. I'm going to go with somebody. I think he's considered a dark horse at this point in his career, um, but he's been pretty good here. I'm going to go Ryan Newman. OK, good one. I think he's a, a solid dark horse. I really liked what I saw from him at Atlanta uh, early. And if, if anything can translate to Vegas, that would get him back up into the top 10. I think he could be really good. OK, um, let me look here real quick. He's got the. Yeah, just to give you a, a little bit of a insight on him too, he's got uh, of the of the active drivers currently out there, he has a 15.5 average finish, which is 10th best in the series. So he's up there with Harvick, Keselowski, Kyle Busch, all those guys. Okay, I was I'm gonna okay I'm gonna go this way. I'm not really picking this as a potential winner, but as a potential could do really well this weekend, and I'm gonna base it off of his performance this past weekend, and I'm gonna go Chris Busch here as my dark horse. I like that. Yeah. Um, I was kind of leaning towards Ricky Stenhouse, but I don't know. He's he's he is a dark horse still for these mm-hmm. types of tracks, but I don't know. I I couldn't go with him, so I will go with Chris Busher. Yeah, if I can spell his name right. <laughs> Man, a lot of bushes. Two Kurt. A lot two, of bushes. Two bushes. A, one a busher. Yeah. You're kind of out on the limb there with Newman. And a, and a Rocket Man. Yeah. One Rocket Man. Should have picked Kevin Harvick because at least he's driving the Bush car. Yeah, there you go. We're going all bush. I like that. Can't pick Kevin Harvick for a dark horse, though, unfortunately. No, he does not count. I think and I you're going to get. Kurt Busch... Yeah, Kurt Bush doesn't count for a dark horse no. anymore either. No, no, I think you'd be vetoed on either of those. Yes. Uh, man, James, we're like clicking along. I, what, what, hey, we're getting we, good at this podcast. What can we today? talk about that could take another 20 minutes and put us back, put us at an hour? I told you the night <laughs> I thought we would hit, hit an hour, but I think we did pretty good. I think we did. Um, any, any shout outs you got this week? Um, I know I had one and I'm trying to recall what it was and I don't remember. <laughs> I will, um, I will say, uh, we had a few more people sign up for our fantasy league though. And yes. I thank you for everybody who's coming out to play with us. It's awesome. There you go. Um, I, you, there's still time. If you still want to hop on, just go to Facebook. Uh, all the information's on our Facebook page. You'll see where to log in the password. Everything's right there for you. Chances so. are the way James and I are performing, you guys probably have a pretty good chance of still getting ahead of us too. I'm getting my butt kicked. I did. Uh, I told Eric before the podcast, but I'll say it now. I had Brad Keselowski picked for everything. Like he was going to win the race. Ford was going to be the winning manufacturer. And then when I found out he was sick, I pulled him out of there <laughs> and totally ruined my day. I'm trying to figure out how to, okay, here we go. Now I can see league. Okay. <laughs> I'm third. Yeah, you're doing good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Freight Train 295 is our leader right now. 343 yes. points. Uh, Justin 713 second. Uh, the KB Show, which is me, in third, 299. And that's all that matters. Nobody else matters. Nope, nobody matters because they can't. <laughs> James, what position are you in? I'm way down there. Sixth, Next, right? Sixth out of seven? <laughs> Six out of seven. Oh, man. Doing well. <laughs> I'm still getting a whole. I'm really get, trying to figure out this whole fantasy 
pick thing. Like I didn't even pick a poll winner, and I thought I did, but yeah, I have not picked a poll winner yet because I forget and I don't go in early enough. So, um, <laughs> I yeah, I'm still trying to figure the whole thing out too. And I watch on a delay, so I, the bench really means nothing to me because by the time I would right. pull somebody off the bench, I, I it's past that point. Right. So, um, yeah. So freight train two ninety five. He's won both the first two uh, two races, hasn't he? Yeah. I think so. He's been the best so far. Uh, Justin seven one three Ranger Runyon. Those were your top three yep. this week at Atlanta. So yeah, Ranger just joined, so he's yes. he's uh, he's last in the points, but um, he should be passing me within the next two weeks. Yeah, at the rate you're going, seventh yeah, place, huh? man, dude. I know, was I'm bad. Terrible. Oh no, I was terrible. <laughs> I, I pulled Brad Kozlowski. I told you I was bad. Yeah. It, Can you it, see it other not... people's picks? Oh yeah. Yeah, you can. I think you can, yeah. Maybe. The yeah. app for me is not um, – it works fine. It works fine. I'm yeah. not going to crush it. It's, well, the problem is, is it's really not an – I wanted an app, but it's really not it's an, an app. It's it's a yeah, web page built into the NASCAR app. Yeah. So I don't know. It's the best it, we can do. It works. It's easier to get into than the other one we had, at least. Yeah. That frustrated yeah. me. I could never log into the thing right. All right. On that note, there was your Fantasy League update. Anything else, James, we need to hit on before we head on out of here? Oh, man, we got a big week coming this week, though. Yeah, I'm excited. Yep. I'm excited. So, James, where can they find you on social media if they want to chat with you during the week? Uh, you can get me at James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Super Speedway. Uh, check out our website, www.thesuperspeedway.com. You'll find past coverage of races on there, uh, other things that we've done in the past, and the podcast as well as show notes with all the links to the articles that we've discussed on here. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, wherever you found us today. We hope you subscribe and join us for more. And if you want to become a patron, help us out and help us get to the track, uh, help us get the equipment to beef up the podcast a little bit. I've got some ideas. i got some plans, ah. but, uh, but we, need some, we need some income to do that. If you want to become a patron, visit www.patreon.com slash the super speedway. There's some tiers on there, things that you can do uh, to become a part of the show and, uh, and help us out as well. So, um, Atlanta Motors or Las Vegas Motor Speedway <laughs> this weekend. Uh, the Pennzoil 400. We get the new Aero package, and uh, and plenty to talk about. Hopefully next week. So far, no uh, no issues with the rules. We've had everybody clear inspection after the races, so that's been good. It's been nice to not have to talk about people uh, violating the rules. But if Kyle Larson's right, we'll be talking about that in the next couple of weeks probably. So I don't think we're gonna have very many. I don't think so uh, either. I think infractions. I think these teams are really going to be careful. Yeah, I think the whole disqualified thing is going to make a big difference, and I think that's yep. what NASCAR needed to do. So, it's good. It's good. So we'll go to we'll go to. God dang it! <laughs> we'll go to Las Vegas this weekend, and uh, <laughs> and then get get back to uh, back to the track. We're just falling apart here at the end. So in that Fall case, apart, man. I am just gonna go. So everybody, remember, let's go racing. Uh,